Almond Bass Reads, part one and part two are over, but we're just getting started here on The Connect. Yes, that's right. We got y'all here with some coverage of this new Paramount Plus uh, show uh, that should be uh, taking the world by storm or maybe keeping people's mild interest. Regardless, it looked black, so we're going to talk about it here on The Connect. And so uh, it's me, Chappelle, per usual, uh, here to break down what I would say is a new spin on some of the stuff that we've talked about here on The Connect. Uh, we have a what is essentially a Western uh, set in the time of Reconstruction and a lot of weird things going on with slavery. We got a lot going on to talk about and to unpack here. And with me, making his debut on The Connect for the very first time. Uh, of course, that's what debut means. Uh, Mr. Jason Reed. Jason, what's up? Chappelle, I finally made it. I'm here. The Connect. Yes, uh, he I've did been, it. I've been begging you for a while. Let me come on. <laughs> You're like, I got you. I got you. And then here we are talking about Bass Reeves. Uh, you know, a Western, a Black Western. Interesting. about About a real character. I mean... Listen, uh, it's interesting. It's it's something, right? Yeah, it exists. It exists. It's there. It's a show that happened. Yeah, it happened. So this is a Western about Bass Reeves, who was an actual former, uh, you know, U.S. Marshal, the first black deputy U.S. Marshal, um, and um, the first west of the Mississippi River. Um, Bass Reeves, a historical figure that is going to be covered on the same network that has given us Yellowstone. Um, and so this is right up that that same alley, that same kind of vibe. Uh, but again, we're looking at a cast that is majority Black, depending on when you're watching the show, what episode and what time, what scene. Um, and so it did feel like something we needed to address on The Connect. Um, and we're going to try to go through part one and part two to determine if this is something that we need to finish or if this is just something we need to, you know, hang our hat on and say, we did that. Uh, so, Jason, what what do you know about Lawman Bass Reeves as a project, as a project, as a, a historical figure? Catches up. Well, I didn't know much about Bass Reeves himself. Like I had heard mm -hmm. the name, I I knew the name, I knew the person. Like he was, you know, he was the first deputy, the black first black deputy. Knew that, but that was pretty much my my breadth of knowledge of the of the person. Uh, so it was interesting to to get this update. You mentioned it's from the same network as Yellowstone. It's not just the same network. It's from the same creator of Yellowstone. He is a executive producer on this. Um, he has kind of passed off most of the duties to uh, someone else, a Chad Feehan. Uh, so he's kind of running the ship and David Oyelowo is an executive producer. So he has a, a, a little bit of input, uh, but I would say I did, in, you know, inspect some of the behind the scenes people, executive producers, producers, and it's, let me just say, it's not a very diverse uh, setup there. <laughs> um, a lot of the same kind of person uh, that is of Taylor Sheridan. So I, I'm familiar with Taylor Sheridan, not from Yellowstone. But I recently covered here on Post Show Recaps uh, Special Ops Lioness, which is also by Taylor Sheridan, um, who that one is, you know, primarily about a a kind of a, a task force that deals with a lot of, a lot of women, uh, you know, special agents. So it's interesting that this guy, this guy, Taylor Sheridan, typically takes the, the reins of shows. And, you know, for the for the one with uh, Lioness, it's about a lot of women and he didn't really have a lot of women help. So I was curious to see how involved black people were in this production. That is to say, not very, um, not very <laughs> at all. Now, we do have we do have directors <laughs> of the episodes that are black. So that helps some credibility. And of course, we had David Oyelowo, but 
it was very interesting to see some of the behind the scenes uh, people behind it and to see how they handled it inside the episodes. So I'm, I'm excited to like, kind of go through it uh, with you and kind of break it down. Yeah. Um, David Ayelowo, who I know as Martin Luther King, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, MLK is going to be in this. I got to check it out. Uh, you know, famously from Selma. And so I was like, all right, you know, this is this could this could be connectish. Um, but when I watched it, I was like, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. And so I'm going to leave that in the hands of the Connect listeners and see if we get a lot of demand to cover this show because we got a lot of room for content here on the Connect on Post Show Recaps because our goal here is, of course, to talk about the hot black shows that are out, uh, black cast, black directors, black creators, all that good stuff. And so this one is a mixed-ish yeah. If you will, yeah, I would, so, say, I would um, say that's a good that's a good word for it. You know, the, yeah. all the, the the writer of this is a white man, so that I found that very interesting, especially with some of the tropes and some of the vocabulary used in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I found that very interesting, illuminating a little bit. Uh, so yeah, there 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 is that. All right, and before we go to our first ad break, I do have to ask Jason, since you are new here on the Connect, we've seen uh, we brought in some. Uh, you know, guest speakers before we brought in uh, one of your co-hosts, Asia, before mm-hmm. to come in on the connect. Um, we've had special guests like Bryce on and stuff, but uh, we really want to highlight you here because I would love to have you here for more content. So could you tell the people uh, a little bit about your background before we get started? Oh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, born and bred in Virginia. So I've, I was there for most of my, for a lot of my life. Now I'm here in Maryland, uh, having a good time. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big TV person, a big pop culture TV person. I was ra- you know, some people say you were raised by TV. I mm-hmm. was raised by TV. Uh, I big, like, you know, Chappelle, you and I have been on shows talking about sitcoms, uh, mm-hmm. famously the dad bracket on Rob McEvenita podcast. So we are both, both well-versed in TV. Uh, so that's really where a lot of my knowledge base comes from and where a lot of what I love to talk about um, is, is kind of birthed within. Yeah. And you said you talked about special ops lioness. I know you do uh, married at first sight. Yep. Uh, what else do you talk about? So I do a lot. I, I At the moment, I'm doing a lot here on Bojo Recaps, uh, more than usual. Uh, some things that I am well-versed in and some things I'm not well-versed in, but I love to take on projects that I don't know a lot about. That's something like Lawman Bass Reeves or something I was interested in. It's like I this was something new for me to cover. I've never done a Western type thing before. So interesting to go on that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a Gilded Age with Marissa Garza, which is set pretty kind of in the same time period as this really the Gilded Age takes place probably a little bit in the timeline after this, but it's a completely different show. Uh, so it's about kind of the high society of New York in the late 1800s, which is something I didn't know anything about. So, but I was mm-hmm. excited to, to take that on. And now I'm also a big comic book head i'm a big nerd a blurred if you will so mm-hmm. here on post recast i'm also tackling loki the, the mcu show i'm also tackling invincible the other superhero animated show so that's kind of where a lot of my my interest lies also of course i mean like like most reality tv show or tv show watchers i'm into mess so that's where yes. I, I really get to really uh bring my bring my personality out and talking about mess so of course i have married at first sight that i talk about with asia welch uh we've done that i've done that with her for about probably three or four seasons seasons now we have a great time we've built a great community with uh with our podcast the perfect match um so have a lot of fun doing that so yeah i'm just kind of really all over the place with my interests and, and what i like to talk about 
Yes, and thank you for that, Jason. So y'all hear this on the Connect. We have a certified professional podcaster here to come and join yeah. me on this journey through the Lawman Bass Reeves, uh, you know, episodes part one and part two. And so we will get into all of that and uh, talk about what we actually watched on this episode right after this break. So uh, stay tuned and we'll be right back. Okay, Jason, two episodes in, Lawman Bass Reeves, we have the story of, you know, seemingly a slave, uh, essentially, who has been forced to go into uh, the Confederate Army, of all things, and to fight alongside Massa. Um, but he's, he's not really even a soldier. He's more of like a caddy, right, for, for yeah. these Confederate soldiers. Like, boy, give me uh, give me my, my five-wedge rifle so I can some, take out some of these uh, some of these soldiers over here. It was so weird. It's, it's just, that's kind of what it seemed like. He was just kind of along for the ride. Not really even a soldier, just just there as a slave to be a, a, an assistant to to his his uh, major uh, master or whatever. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's just there for vibes, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't know how else to put it. Uh, he's he's there for the vibes. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do whatever is asked to be because that's just what slaves do. And so yeah, we talked about it. Is David Oyelowo, uh as Bass Reeves, who we see spring into action at the very beginning of this episode, uh, as these Confederate soldiers are uh, fighting this war. Now, you know, to the keen eye, most of us know that. Bath Reeves is on the wrong side of history right now. You know, he's yeah, fighting. Yeah, of course. He's fighting a losing battle, Jason. I think that caught me off guard. So I'm familiar yeah. with Bass Reeves, the, the person, right? But uh, it is still jarring to see that this man joined the Confederate States Army uh, during the Civil War, you know, following, of course, his uh, his owner, uh, yeah, Mr. well, he didn't, really have, he didn't really have a choice, Chappelle. It wasn't something he went yes. into. He's like, you know what? This sounds good. Let me do this. He, he was forced into this. Of course, um, of course. This man yeah, has no what, decisions in this. What did you think about the about this? I thought the scene was extremely graphic. I was like, oh my, well, this is what we're getting into? Like, heads blown off. I was, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know we were getting you, this this crazy. You know, I could do the gunshots. The gunshots mm -hmm. were fine. But then when I see somebody go get scouted, I was like, hold oh, on. Yeah, you know, oh God, yeah, too much. And you watch Walking Dead. Yeah, it, look, in The Walking Dead, there, one thing never happens. Kids don't die no more in The Walking Dead. I'm sorry yeah. if that spoils The Walking Dead for you. Back in the day, we used to kill children. It's, Shout it's out to very Carol. tame now. It's very tame. Right. You know? We don't do these things in The Walking Dead. It's a very classy show now. Fear mm -hmm. The Walking Dead has, is, 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 it's, it's the upper echelon of zombie uh, content, or at least it's been on the longest. Uh, and so here, yeah, it's a little gory. I'm not going to lie to you. The scalping, the killing of children... It caught me off guard in this uh in this little two part uh you know event that we got here for Lawman Bass Reeves, but uh, ultimately Bass Reeves is a hero in this moment. You know he kind of saves the day, but he's still a slave. <laughs> yeah, and you know I, I you know I did love how when he's going to go jump into the fight, he's chasing after his his master. I believe in that moment he's aiming at his master. Because he's he just saw a bunch of black people get killed on his side. So like this is bullshit. Let me go. Let me go. Like F, like I'm done with this. He's gonna go kill his master. But he sees the cannons uh, in the in the background, right? He's, so he's like, oh, well, I guess in order for not for me not to be killed by cannons here, let me take out the cannon masters. But it seems like by the end of the fight, he has he is back. He's reverted back to like, yeah, I, I guess I'll just do what I'm supposed to do. But I found it very interesting that I feel like he was going into battle and he was behind his master. He's aiming for his master, but then he's like, you know what? Uh, in order to save my own life, let me save this guy's life too. You could see that there was a conflict on his face, right? Like you mm -hmm. could see that I was thinking he was going to make a run for it. I thought like, okay, 
People are getting picked off left and right around him. God clearly has this man's back because everybody's getting shot. But Bass Reeves is kind of standing there like a deer in the headlights, and he's getting missed. Like there's like bullets are whizzing past him. I'm thinking, Bass, this is your chance. Push master, take off. You got it. Um, and so yeah, there is that moment where it looks like if I survive the war and Massa doesn't, this might be good for me. I get to go home to mistress, whatever her name is, and uh, you know, my family. Uh, I got a wife back at home. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if Massa dies, but yeah. The cannon fire was about to happen, so he had to make a decision, and he does. And there's, um, I think Massa, played by Shea Wingham, uh, you know, is very happy with Bass's performance, but also he's still a slave. And so later on, when they are regrouping and talking about, you know, the victory that they won, we still see that Bass Reese is still serving everyone. He he just saved the day, but he's out here pouring people's drinks, uh, running around doing people's labor, you know, typical slave nonsense, Jason. Yeah, like when he gets confronted by the other slave when they kind of regroup at the other, he's like, he's like, I saw it, like I saw you shooting, uh, you know, you're on the wrong side. He's like, well, we're in the same place, I'm like, what? what, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm supposed to do. Come on, look, he didn't have a lot of options, but I'm not gonna lie to you. Later on, when Bass sees that, uh, like Bass is on a horse and the other slave is like getting dragged along, he's like, yeah, sorry, sorry about it, brother, sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep on moving. I'm sorry, man. We all got our lot in life. That just happened to be yours. It ain't my fault. I sucks, picked the winning sucks side. Sucks to be you, man. Sucks right. to be you. Man, but this is tough to watch because we know that um, the Confederacy is doing fine right now in this war, but we know the outcome later on will not be so great for them, whether they believe it or not. Uh, you know, 100 years later, they still believe that they might have won or that they still exist, but uh, we are watching still the downfall. <laughs> still people that believe that, especially where this is... Uh, you know, in in the state that this is basically set in, which is Texas, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you and proud. so you proud. I, I am a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Uh, and so God is favoring the Confederacy, they say in this episode. Um, but Bass Reeves is looking to, I guess, kind of just get back home. Right, he has to get back home to his lovely wife, Jenny, or Jeannie. Is it Jeannie or Jenny? I, uh, think, I think it's, it's Jenny. Jenny. I think it's Jenny. Yeah. Jenny and Jenny is played by Lauren Ebanks, who I don't think I've ever seen before in anything else. Are you familiar with this actress? I I have not. I have not recalled seeing her in anything else before. I'm sure if I, I looked her like, up, I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, like she might have one of those faces, like oh, you're that person. But I I cannot recall anything I've ever seen her in. Yeah, I feel like this is a breakout role for her because I've never heard of this actress before. I did a little research and could find very little. And so if not a breakout role for her, potentially a big break if this show does take off. Um, and so we see that, um, you know, when Bass finally gets home, uh, he meets Jenny, his, his wife. They, you know, do the things. I, I love when he came in and the position that Jenny is in, I feel it was so weird. She had her arm up here and she had underarm hair so it's like the show's like see this is back in old times like they, they, had, they all had underarm hair like they, they weren't shaving it was such a it, it felt like it was so set up to, to, to show us that because yeah. the position she was in was so odd uh i just i just found that to be something funny just within this kind of very serious backdrop like why would you do that like see no, this like, is old make, times no one shaved back yeah. then make sure you know that these were slaves and they yeah. couldn't shave you know yeah. like, <laughs> like they were not allowed so, to such do a weird things. choice such a weird choice yeah. to make just in production 
Yeah, I mean, even before they get home, there's a couple other moments where it's kind of like, remember this is slavery? Remember this is slavery? Uh, because we see that Bass and uh, Massa Reeves, they kind of talk, and Massa is sick, um, you know, but he's fine. He's still fighting like a, like a healthy man. But also, uh, Bass has ambitions to one day learn how to read, Jason. Um, you know, he wants to be able to read because how else is he going to know how to read the Bible? Like, he's got to learn some things. I'm like, oh, yeah, because he's a slave, right? We get it. Mass like, that's that's funny. Like you learn how to read, and then like the, the dynamic, the dynamic between these two, especially as they're on their way home from from Massa being given a sick note <laughs> to yeah. excuse himself from the war, pretty much. Yeah, um, he got a reprieve. Yeah, so the dynamic was interesting because there was almost this weird bond but then they couldn't bond too much because remember you're still my slave because he was talking to him about normal things like oh yeah but but just to keep you in your place remember who you are you do know you're and where we are. yeah yeah like don't get yeah. too comfortable like you know, don't go to sleep before me because that's that's just ridiculous why would a slave go to sleep before his master like come on right you gotta and, remember and at, you're a slave yeah and as he talks about you know as bass talks about heaven basically and mass is like well i mean you know, you know that's not where you're going. Like, you, right? You're going someplace. I'm going there. You probably you, you won't be though. It's just yeah. like crazy. He said, "Look up in the sky at all those stars. You see those stars? That's heaven. You see that dark shadowy place over there? That's an elephant graveyard. And that that's is you. for you and your people. Yeah, <laughs> that's your house. That's who y'all gonna be. Only white folk go to the big dance. He says. Um, but speaking of Massa's illness, he got this reprieve because he's got a hot ass mouth. You know, Massa's been talking noise. <laughs> he is not okay with the way the war is going. Uh, they're losing supplies and stuff like that. Um, but Massa seems like a bit of a jackass, if you ask me, because there are moments where Bass Reeves, who who is fighting for Massa's life a lot throughout this episode, at the very beginning, we see him in the war, not killing Massa when he probably should have um he's trying to feed the horses and stuff and massa's pulling the gun on him like boy don't you try me don't you sass me and it's like massa come on man you i'm trying to help no you i'm trying to feed your horses man right exactly and we see the height of massa's assholeness in this episode as well because he says to bass look you done good kid i think that i might give you a reward i think that you could leave here scot-free you know and literally free, like as a free man. But you have to beat me in a game of cards. So Massa, Bass is like says, spades. I got you yeah. in spades. Yeah, Bass in spades. He's like, no, 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 no. We play no. a white man's game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poker, baby. Yeah, poker. Texas Hold'em. Uh, it actually wasn't Texas Hold'em, but but they do play this game. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Massa's obviously showed Bass how to play because Bass. I feel like Bass is uh, toying with the idea of what happens if I actually beat Massa? You know, like, mm -hmm. do I beat Massa? And Massa just says, well, you got me. It's a wrap. Go ahead and go. You like, you, Or does Massa say, boy, who taught you how to count? You know, there's, there's every moments where Bass is looking at his cards because as he lifts up these cards, he sees a spade and a spade and a spade. And I'm thinking, Bass really wishes they were playing spades. Really wishes they were playing <laughs> yeah, spades for at sure. this point. Yeah. He got books upon books at this point. <laughs> Exactly. He's about to clean house, but he realizes that he has uh, like a full suit, uh, just spades. All his cards are, are, say, are spades. And so you can see the look on his face. He knows he's about to clean up. He's about to be starts free. crying even. Yeah. He starts crying even. And I mean, this is tough to watch, Jason. I'm not going to lie to you. Man, some pulls out. We all knew this was a catch. We all knew this was a catch twenty two, right? Like the, the, he wasn't gonna let him go, no matter what. So we all knew something was gonna was gonna happen here. But I, the interesting part 
you know, because Bass, you know, puts back a card, takes a card, and what he, wouldn't you know, he gets all spades. But to, the interesting note is he puts down a queen of hearts. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Massa beats him with four queens. <laughs> including like, a queen uh, of hearts. <laughs> yeah, including a queen of hearts that Bass had in his hand. So I was like, oh, like, oh, damn. Like, this is this is a mess. And and this is the straw that breaks Bass's back, right? This is the one where he's like, I cannot do this with you anymore because I potentially could have killed you earlier. Mm-hmm. I saved your life. You had no reason to toy with me like this. Like, you do not benefit from beating me except that you kind of wanted to put me into a submissive place. You wanted to prove again that you're the dominant person in this in this partnership because you are the slave master and I have no rights and I can do nothing. Uh, and so you did this just to be an asshole. And so Bass loses it. And they get to talking about how Bass has to follow his master and master master is like shooting off uh, like Bible scriptures, but Bass is shooting them back like Bass can't. Can you read? You know, Bible fight. Uh, right. Bible fight. A false master is an abomination to the Lord. And due to that, Bass beats the hell out of him. I mean, beats the brakes off of Massa. Bass said, F around to find out if you want to, but. <laughs> and he did. Listen, I, I thought I thought he killed him. I really did. I thought I, thought I was he hoping that he killed him, right? Isn't yeah. that the move? You kill him and then you take off? Yeah, I thought he killed him. I thought he killed him dead right. But, you know, come to find out later, he got still alive. I kind of hope, you know, I kind of hope he, he shows back up later down the line in the series to kind of get that, that, uh, you know, because we find out later that he's going to. Uh, Mass is going to turn to a politician after uh, yeah. after the war is over and everything. So I would be interested to see if they ever meet back up again and how that goes. Yeah, it would be fun to see the reunion because Bass got the better of him before going to tell Jenny goodbye. I mean, he basically he goes to Jenny like, "Girl, I messed up," and she says, "You need to run, take the horse, and go because uh, they're gonna kill you dead, sir. They, you are gonna die if you stay here." Honestly, I was like, Jenny, you should probably go with him Why at this point. Why don't you both go? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because, <laughs> listen, they might know that Bass and Jenny are sweet on each other and take out what Bass did on Jenny. So I was like, Jenny, you, you should probably go too. Like, get on that horse with him. But she was like, now you go and you don't, you never look back. Bass even suggests you go with him. He's like, all right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Yeah, and so throughout this, Bass is on the run. You know, uh, he gets um, he gets stopped by some slave catches at some point. Like, boy, get off that damn horse! And I'm thinking, what a hating ass job. Imagine <laughs> your job is to go stop people from being free. You know, like how much do you get paid to do this? Is there, like that's it? You just go out and just hating on other people? Whatever, it's fine. Probably, probably um, a whole ass dollar a night, which you know back right. then was was back a, then, a, a lot was, of money gold basically um but yeah bass ends up swimming into indian territory through the red river which uh as a texan i'm very familiar with that area uh but also um you know come on y'all the the native americans were here this is not india come on let's keep keep up but um (laughs) but yes uh he's in uh he's over here in the native american area and it's very clear that you know now he's safe right we got him he's going through a lot to get here he's eating some carcasses like we really get the the idea that they're going to give us a glimpse into what it was like to be on foot out here during you know the the time where you just couldn't go buy food right um yeah, so he, he forgot to get his shoes on the way out he was all barefoot and cut up 
like you said, I think he was it a snake he was eating, a dead snake and the, the snake skin. Yeah, he saw he saw the buzzards on it and was like, okay, it's rather it's either you or me. And so he mm-hmm. went and took their food. Um, and so we find him in Seminole Nation in uh, April 1862, uh, where he meets a woman named Sarah and her horse Pistol. They also have a kid named Curtis, uh, and Sarah takes him in. Um, you said they, as if it's the horse's kid too. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. It's like they, the kid and Sarah have a, a horse named Pistol. Sarah so, and Pistol know, have a have a child right, named Curtis. Child. Don't ask how yeah. don't ask me how that worked, but well, well, look. By July, he's basically Bass's stepson. Um, and so mm-hmm. Curtis gets to teach Bass how to swim. You know, they're, they're teaching him the language. He's learning how to speak Creek. Uh, so we get this montage of him being like the cool black stepdaddy. I'm your stepdaddy now, boy. Yeah, I'm your daddy. Um, So later on, they end up at the Turkey Creek Trading Post. And this is where the uh, shite hits the fan a little bit. um, Because we see that Bass has gotten very comfortable. You know, he's out here wheeling and dealing. uh, You know. um, He speaks Creek now. He speaks Creek now. So he's a good translator for people. He's making a little money on the side, kind of hustling. Bass is going to do nothing else. He's going to hustle. yeah, he's been here like three years uh, by the time you get to the, the trading post. Like we we jump from 62 to, to 65. So yeah, he's exactly. been here for a while. So he's he's very comfortable in his new life now. At least he was because his old life is about to show up. We see Major Pierce show up and he's kind of like, look, Bass, I know you ain't been paying attention, but the Confederacy, God did not favor the, con- the Confederacy. Uh, dark times over here. And they are about to pull a move, uh, like a, a ambush, if you will. And jailbreak, so, baby. Jailbreak, baby. There end up some gunshots. There, you know, there's more shooting, more gore, uh, and to the point where Curtis now has his weapon out on Major Pierce, who Bass tries to talk down. He's like, Curtis, put your gun down. Let Major Pierce go. And I'm thinking, Bass, what you talking about? He got him dead Why, to rights. Doing this? Get him. Right. Let pull him my trigger. Pull the trigger, baby. Why not? Why not, Bass? Why? Are Good you job, so... son. Good job. Pull that yeah, trigger. You, you done a thing that I couldn't do. Your daddy, your, yeah. old, your dear old dad, wasn't able to pull the trigger when I needed to. But now you get to, you know, um, you get to live in that moment for me. But I guess he wants to pres- preserve this kid's innocence. So um, we see what happens when you try to protect this uh, this man. Uh, mm. Major Pierce pulls the trigger first. Curtis is dead, and now uh, Bass is all alone. I mean, Sarah basically tells him, "Take the horse and go." Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if Sarah was, uh, you know, like, you know what, my life's over. Time, time for me to go as well. We we didn't see that. I thought we might. Um, yeah. But she basically sends she sends Bass on. I, I didn't even know. I wasn't even sure if Sarah and Bass were like a romantic item or right. or what that was about. Because like it didn't, right. didn't seem there was a lot of love there. I don't know if he was just like kind of like a, a father figure in the house, but maybe he and Sarah weren't macking. She was still right. You know caught up on the loss of her husband i didn't know but it was an interesting scene for sure they've been several years where both of them were away from their significant others yeah do y'all at least spoon a little bit you know no disrespect <laughs> sarah's like my husband's dead mass like oh for real because I, I just left my i just left my girl i mean what's up like, what's up we both here, right. like, you know right we ain't got to be romantic but we can do a little something right, you know, you know? Uh, i don't got to be serious it didn't feel like it like mm-hmm. it got there because sarah tells him your heart still beats Mine, we just buried. We buried with my son, Curtis. And so take the horse and go. And so uh, this sends us to Grayson County in 1865 uh, when Bass goes back to the slave quarters and he's looking for Jenny. But he doesn't find him. He finds Mistress Rachel instead. And she's like, Bass, where you been? What the? 
like we old friends or something. I was like, what? What are we doing? Like, Rachel, right, Rachel, would you? Like, you know, I didn't know I you like that. Out like, husband. right? <laughs> and then I started thinking, did she know him like that? You know, Ooh. you know how it used to be back Remember, in the day. How about old times, Baz? You want to come on inside? Right, I'm like, here all by myself. <laughs> no, yeah, she said, Master's gone. And Basil, like, I'm gonna go too. And so she tells mm-hmm. him, You should go find Jenny because she's in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, Massa has turned his life to politics. I'm gonna do a quick Google search real quick to see if George Reeves, you know, where his political career took him. And it does say he does, he ends up a former speaker of the House of the State of Texas, the uh, and a colonel in the in the Confederate States Army. So yeah, I'm assuming that this is what led him to Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Um so Pretty cool for 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 George Reeves, but also I guess he freed a slave in the meantime. I mean, technically, well, if the war to. is over, yeah. I mean, but this is Texas. But this is Texas. You had to, in quotation marks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You you had to, in theory. I mean, we 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 gonna tell you to, but we are not gonna come out and check or nothing. Like you know, if you don't, like we we not gonna really know. Right, because we know Juneteenth is uh, June of 1865, and that's mm-hmm. when it got the word got back to Texas that, okay, y'all, you didn't know, but the slaves are free. So Jenny is in Arkansas living her best life, and so um, uh, Bass pulls up on her. I don't know how he tracks her. No Google Maps, no sharing location no back idea. then. He just goes and walks he, around like, let me see if I can find this girl at. Let me see if I can find Jenny. Hey, and so <laughs> he, he finds her, and uh, Jenny is there it, it gave me big um uh Wakanda forever vibes. Like uh Jenny, who's the little girl you got with you? Yeah. Oh her? <laughs> she, she looks uh you know almost ominously kind of like me. Is there something to that? I don't know. Right. Uh, do we call her Bass Jr. is what we call her, you know. <laughs> so he's like, So Jenny, uh your new man treating you right? She's like, Yeah, you know, I got a man or whatever. His name Bass. I ain't seen him in 10 years, but you know. Oh, that was issue. very cute. That was very cute. Yeah. Very cute. And so that ends part one. I mean, it basically sets us up for Bass has gone off to war. The war is ended. Slavery is over. And now him and Jenny are probably going to start a new life together with their new baby. Um, Jason, as far as episode one goes, did you feel like, okay, I need to see what's happening in episode two? Or were you just like, okay, uh, that was fine. I thought because, you know, this premiered as a two episode block, which is, you know, why we're talking about episodes one and two. So I thought it was interesting the way that they... Uh, they used the the two episodes to kind of really really solidify who Bass was and where he came from. It was a little long in the tooth, I think probably so because the first episode it was like fifty five minutes. Uh, we could have really condensed mm-hmm. that down a little bit, um, but I did appreciate getting the the you know a lot of the backstory of who Bass was and how he came to be uh, who he was. For for someone like David Oyelowo, who is such a storied actor. They didn't really give him a lot to do in the in these no. two episodes. Like it, it didn't really feel like he gave really like great performances. He emoted a lot, but there wasn't a lot of like acting, you know, like, like a professional from I felt from David Yellow on these two episodes, which is I think a problem with uh kind of the script and problem with like utilizing the people that we have in the correct way. So there's that. Yeah, and I think we run into these issues in other ways as well when it comes to this genre of television or in movies the slave genre right mm-hmm. it's like you got this great actor who is essentially in turmoil the entire entire time not talking a lot of facial acting a lot of you know ducking and dodging a lot of running and so we got all of that from david um great actor that he is um but it's not a lot of you know acting content as far as dialogue 
um, yes. interaction with other people. It's a lot of like, okay, vibes. And so, um, yeah, a lot of this episode was him just really exploring the the Texas countryside, if you will, just trying to find out where to go next. Looking very tired, looking very tired and distraught. Like that was episode one. How how much can you look tired and distraught and you know very exhausted? Right. And then episode two will be about like how do you become a cop? And so yeah. we will get to the ins and outs of episode two uh, right after this break. We're going to take a, a quick moment to get a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to talk about it and wrap things up here. Okay. So episode two, uh, the rise of the U.S. Marshal is what I'm going to call it, because we know that Bass Reeves ends up being the first black U.S. Marshal. Uh, and so uh, this is kind of how it starts. So we see that he tries to be a farmer. Uh, 1875 in Van Buren, Arkansas. The man is trying to farm, and it is very difficult to farm, Jason. Yeah, he's having to burn his crops. He's got really nothing to show for for all of his work. So it's a very kind of depressing and distressing time for old Bass Reeves here. Yeah, it looks like he got the 40 acres in a mule treatment. Like, cause we see mm -hmm. that he has a mule and he land. has land, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing with 40 acres in a mule, and I don't know if a lot of people know this about about the idea of 40 acres in a mule, um, is that you know if you're giving away land to black folk, um, that are recently uh, you know freed black people, uh, maybe the same government that did not tell them that they were all free, um, that enslaved them for a very very long time, uh, that did not teach them how to read and write and didn't give them basic rights once they were freed, maybe they're not going to give them the best land. So or give them land difficult. to be like, what am I supposed to do with this? I have no idea right. how to make make use of this. Uh, right. So so here here's your stuff. Good luck in finding out how to use it. We're not going to tell you anything about how to use it, but we had to give it to you. So here you go. Right. We had to give it to you in quotation right. marks. Yeah. Right. Like so, some people got it, and then when yeah. you got it, was the land even good? Who knows? And then if it was good, did you know how to use it? Who knows? Yeah. And then the mule. You think you got the best of the best when it comes to mules? You got you know, the runs. You, you got the runs. You got, the you got the runs. What if the mule breaks a leg, Jason? Then what do you do? You can't go and you can't go and exchange it. Like this one's broke. Can you give me another one? Like, not. Nah, we gave you your one. You're good. Bye. Your one mule. You know, it breaks a leg. It gets sick. It dies. Now you have forty acres of land and no mule. And then the other thing is that mules are sterile. So it's not like you could take your mule to the to the next mule and say, okay, let's get some more mules going on this land. Yeah, you, you got you, one you, shot at this. You can't team up with your other fellow, you know, free <laughs> slave and be like, let's make some babies so we can keep this right. thing going. Like, you can't can't do that. So it's like you're kind of giving them limited. You you gave them something, but you you, you didn't really give them much. You didn't give them anything. Let's just call it what it is. And so Bass is determined to make this mule thing happen. He's like, okay, I'm going to figure this out um, because God's trying to teach me a lesson here that the farming is hard and probably some patience. Uh, but my granny used to say, don't ask the Lord for patience because they're going to give it to you and you go, <laughs> and you don't really want that. Um, so uh, I'll tell, like tell you one thing, Bass. i tell you one thing Bass is good at, though. It's making them mm -hmm. babies because. Oh, wait, yeah, he's not sterile at all. Yeah, he's far from a mule. In this 10-year jump, he's made three more of them, and he's got one more on the way. So he's going to have five kids in total uh, pretty soon. Which is wild, Bass, because you can't feed the ones you got. You know, Bass is like, man, we out here struggling. I'm really trying to make some money off these crops. Bass, they did out. not. They did not invent the pull-out method until the early 1900s. So, <laughs> you, know. you would think that would be first in front of mind. They're like, you would why do we keep like, having all these kids? It's like we have sex, yeah. and then you get pregnant. Gotta be a way to avoid this. How do I figure? How do we get through this one? Have you ever? Have you tried not? 
It's like, no, nah, we're not, oh, we not, not going right, to try abstinence. Yeah, no, come on. Just look, they taught me I don't have much. I don't have much. I got that. I got that. Right. I don't have much. I, I got my I got 40 acres of mule and I got sex. Those are things I got. Right. Listen, they taught me how to read the Bible, but some of it, I think I have to interpret it in my own way. It just, just says, pre- yeah, we're married. So I think we can still do this. Some of it's human instinct. You're going to be taught how to do some stuff. Exactly. We can figure it out. We can figure it out. And so, yeah, um, he ends up getting approached by Cheryl Lynn, deputy marshal. And um, Cheryl Lynn, is this Dennis Quaid? Yeah, it's Dennis Quaid, baby. All gruff and these varmints. Come be a deputy <laughs> for me. This Putting on his lived, best gruff. This felt lived in for Dennis Quaid. You know, <laughs> he, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the dialogue he felt very comfortable with saying some of the stuff he was saying. So like Dennis Quaid is a great actor, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know his life, but I feel like I feel like Dennis Quaid. Okay, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he's like yeah, yeah like, acting. I I act like I you know I'm doing this stuff. Sure. Uh huh. I yeah. I'm keeping an eye on you, Dennis Quaid. I'll just say that. I'm going to do some Googling. Yeah, we see you. Um, So he tells a story about him and a man named Horace Lee who went after a guy named One Charlie uh, who was charged with the introduction of whiskey. Um, That sounds like a victimless crime to me, but okay. Uh, They go after One Charlie. Sounds like a hero to you, right, Chappelle? A a guy who's introducing whiskey in the the area of Texas and Arkansas? (laughs) Yeah. I think I think this guy might be. I might even get a picture of this man and put it on my wall. Uh, you know, so they have to go after one Charlie because he killed Horace and um, Deputy Marshal Cheryl Lynn took that personally in a very Michael Jordan way. And so he's like, "I need backup. I need Bass Reeves." He came looking for Bass Reeves by name, basically. He's like, "You the guy I need." Bass Reeves has a a hell of a reputation here in the Deep South wondered how he got that reputation right because that that was kind of missing for me he's like yeah judge whatever told me to come find you i was like but why we don't know why bass has a reputation we don't know why this he was recommended by name i felt like that was a piece that that was missing to fill in some of the gap of the story yeah uh you know judge parker i think was the guy who kind of sent him to him or whatever maybe it's because Maybe because cause that one guy, right? Major Pierce, he got away, right? He killed yeah, he got away. Or did, yeah. He got away. So maybe Major Pierce is like, Man, this guy Bass gave me a second shot or something. Maybe, maybe. I mean I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna meet Major Pierce again, if I was to guess, because I mean he did kill his stepson. And mm. I would I would assume we're gonna meet him again down the road, but I don't think they left on the best of terms. So I don't I don't no. know if he would be recommending him for any jobs anytime soon, but it is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, well, he got recommended by Judge Parker for a posse man. Uh, yeah, and uh, we, as we outlined, Bass Reeves loves the posse, and so he's like, "Okay, I'm down." All up in that <laughs> posse, baby. He, he's down with OPP, you know, other people's <laughs> posse. And so, so Bass will now go join this man, uh, Sh- Cheryl, Sheriff Lynn or Cheryl Lynn, uh, on this on this journey. And so they basically go. You know, he talked to Jenny about it. Jenny, like, whatever, do your thing. And so they're on, uh, they're on the lookout for the rogues, right? And there's three types of rogues: ones that steal horses, supplies, whiskeys, and the ones that will cut your heart out over both, um, because they're in the land of outlaws. Now, Jason, you're an outlaw, right? Of course, I'm. A, I live that outlaw life. I don't follow any rules. Uh, I do whatever I want. So you know, I was very, I was very, very relatable to me about the about the outlaws <laughs> and uh, past the deadline. 
yeah um jason we also see a man run up on jenny at some point uh this skinning and grinning dude uh, boy you better you better get away from jenny for a basketball over here jenny, sir what oh for a basketball over here and, t- and teach you a damn lesson boy you better get the hell out of here yeah just you value your life and we like we have to see this guy again right because he it was it was too it was too active right it wasn't just a, a side character I think we're gonna see this guy again. He's gonna come back and hit on Jenny some more. I think Bass might have to come and take care of him. I- I'm not sure what this is leading to, but uh th- I'm gonna keep my eye on him. Right. I'm looking at the actor now. Grantham Coleman plays a man named Edwin Jones. So that was Edwin Jones, uh, who did approach Jenny and kind of be like, Oh, you pregnant? That's cool. I don't see your man around here nowhere. That means you got like, a Whoa. daddy. <laughs> that means right. you got a daddy, I can be him. She, right like uh and jenny was not giving him nothing she was like nah i'm good on this i'm looking at uh grantham's uh imdb he was in several things it seems like okay like most like most actors he did at least one episode of ncis uh-huh. um of both ncis ncis Los Angeles different characters. And, and, and proper yes of course uh it was on the carmichael show once uh and he does a couple shorts but yeah, I'm with you. I'm thinking that we might see a little bit more of Edwin Jones uh, for a second because the connection that him and Jenny made was kind of like, hmm, you know, something to mm-hmm. think about. He gonna have to yeah. find out, like uh, like Massa did. Right. You really need to go. You need to go on somewhere, Edwin Jones. Go on somewhere. Because if Bass doesn't show you, Jenny gonna show you. I feel like a Jenny. Jenny's tough. Jenny's a tough lady. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, don't. I wouldn't mess around with Jenny just like I wouldn't mess around with Bass. She was seemingly loyal to Baz for like 10 years while he was could have been away and dead and mm-hmm. everything, you know. Yeah. So I don't think she's jumping ship anytime soon. Um, so later on, Bass and uh Lynn, Cheryl Lynn, they go and they find uh, a man inside a covered wagon, and he's like, Oh, well, look out, because it's about to get get real. And then next thing you know, there's a shootout. Of course, Bass survives because he's Bass. Um, and um, he's able to give this man who gave him the heads up a like honorable death. You know, like uh, he dies, but he makes sure that he buries him. And um, <laughs> it's the, there's a very funny moment where Cheryl Lynn is coming over to him like, you still believe in God even after slavery? Yeah, like I I wouldn't blame you if you gave, gave it up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> you got to be right. Yeah, Bass was like, "Look, those chains were man-made, and prayers can't hurt." And uh, today, that I say, "Yes, Bass, I'm with you on the prayers can't hurt." You know, like you want to pray for me, I'll take it. But also, that's I might have to ask a few questions. Yeah, that's an interesting chains. logic. That's an interesting logic there, Bass. But uh, you, you you go ahead and do you. Listen, the the faith of a mustard seed, they say, is what's been keeping yeah. these people going for a very long time. Um, so he's still trying to hustle the share, uh, Cheryl Lynn. He says, uh, you know, I get you five dollars to show you some food, you know. And Cheryl Lynn said, Nah, teach me about this mystical stuff that all those injuries taught you. The engines, like, wait a minute, what? So the Native Americans are uh, allegedly out here teaching uh, Bass some tricks uh, because what happened was there was a, there was a big uh, shootout, an ambush one time between a Lynn and you know the Native Americans in the area, and although he survived. This man got scalped, Jason. He's yeah, he's he got I, he got partially scalped. He's got a grudge for sure. He's a uh, he's holding on to that grudge for dear life. He sees all Native Americans as the same, uh, which you know, interesting. Uh, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, it, the story wasn't really clear about how he got out of the scalping. Uh, right, but it's he, like they scalped you and left you there. So, yeah, okay. but somehow he survived it. I don't know. 
Yeah, they told him, tell your friends. And by golly, he will. He's we'll going to you make as sure. an example for your buddies. Right. And he went on to say, you know, it'd be nice. Genocide. And so, um, yeah, that. Yeah, more of that to come, I'm sure, within this series. So they finally run up on one Charlie. They try to do the good cop, bad cop. You know, Bass Reeves goes in there with the serpent's tongue. You know, he's out there speaking random languages like Creek. And, um, and uh, you know, Cheryl Lynn says, I'm going to do the roughhousing. And so the roughhousing ensues. Uh, they He tries to kick in the door and he meets a woman. And she meets him with a rifle because she is not to be trifled with. Um, and so after some negotiations, she tells Bass, I don't really even like Charlie like that. That's my cousin. And he be he be bringing bad juju to the house. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, every time I look up, Charlie into something. So if you could just try to bring my cousin back alive, that's all I could ask. Um, You're over on 2121 Martin Luther King Boulevard. Go get him. She she, right. she she snitched that man out in a heartbeat. Exactly. And so he's like, okay, cool. So uh Basley's our little money for the door that they kicked in and heads on out. Meanwhile, at house at the house, Jenny uh is met with a carriage full of people, including a young boy named Arthur Mayberry, or who is making eyes at little Sally Bass Reeves. <laughs> now, yeah. Oh, now this guy, I know this guy. This guy was little Randall on This Is Us. And <laughs> I, I, he's not little anymore. He's like last time I saw him, he was a little kid. So now he's now he got a deep ass voice. It's, oh my god, go ahead, little Randall. Um, but yeah, Jenny, Jenny know Jenny can Jenny spots it in a minute. She's like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. You, uh, Sally, you go take your ass back, take your hot ass back in the house. Mm-hmm. You little boy, you stay away, you stay the hell away from my house. Yeah, there's even a moment where he comes over to Jenny, he's like, <laughs> Uh, Miss Reeves, Reeves? how you doing? And she's Uh, like, Boy, if you come back around here before (laughs) Sally's of age, I will shoot you. Hey, my bad, my bad, my bad player. I know, I know it was like that. Um, so (laughs) this is funny. Do you think we're gonna get more of Arthur Mayberry? Is he coming back for Sally when uh, when they are both grown ups? Yeah, I mean, he might try and thaw Jenny to be like, you know, come around a little more, like test, Mm. test the boundaries, like. Is it okay if I come now? Like you know, he'll check in every now and then. But uh, yeah, I think I think we'll probably this. This is a lot of setup in these first two episodes for for characters. I mean, this is only eight episode show, eight episode first season, and we're down yeah. two episodes already. So this, some stuff is probably going to pay off somewhere down the line. Somewhere down the line. So uh, Bass goes after Charlie. He ends up scurrying into a building. There's some gunshots. Whoop whoop whoop. Bass is doing the whole like, I swear, we're gonna take you in. We're gonna take you in alive. <laughs> This is a Western. I give you my this word. is like this is Western Training Day right here. Like you know, right, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Exactly. Um, cause cause while, while while Bass is out back, um, like, hey, I got you. I promise, Charlie. Look, I I I, I got you. Just come with me. Uh, uh, Cheryl Lynn is like, uh, nah. How about Molotov cocktail? And so we would do a Molotov cocktails back in the day. I like, I, I, I never thought, I never thought about when Molotov cocktails originated, but I, I did not know they were around in the 1800s. Yeah, and we normally don't see a Molotov cocktail connect with a person so easily. Like, <laughs> and normally, like you see a Molotov cocktail thrown through a window, the building burns up, people run out of the building. No. Yeah. This man is burning alive inside the building. One Charlie is stubborn. He's not coming out for nothing unless he's fully on fire. And he does. He tries to stop, drop, and roll. It doesn't help. One Charlie. All, all he taught us at elementary school was a lie. It does not yeah. work. Stop, <laughs> stop drop, roll like, does not work. It does to an extent, but there's a limit. You know, yeah. like if you've got a little fire on you, fine. But if you're covered in flames, good luck, Charlie. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, Chuck ran out of luck here. We have one less Charlie. Basri's puts him out of his memory by shooting him. And um, although, like, you know, mission accomplished, they got him. They got him. This was the, the whole thing that he was getting paid to do. Um, Cheryl Lynn is not happy with this. You know, he's kind of like, Bass, you tripping. Like, one Charlie, we hate that guy. And um, you putting him out of his misery, I ain't like that. I ain't really like the way you got down. And then we start looking at Cheryl Lynn like, Cheryl Lynn, you kind of suck. Sherilyn was having fun watching this man burn to death and mm-hmm. Bass, you know, stole his joy and stole his fun by, by, like keep by letting him save a little of his dignity by just let, just let him, you know, just shoot him in the head and let him go. Right. Exactly. And, uh, this does not go over well with Bass. He's kind of like, look, I'm trying not to punch another white man, but I think I might have to punch another white man. Yeah. It's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to deck you. Yeah, I, listen. I, I didn't know what was, I didn't know what Bass was about because Bass looked like he had murder in his eyes, and so he, for, he for, for Bass just a lot of one punch. I think that took a lot of restraint on Bass's end. Yeah, yeah, it was the one less Charlie comment that really got him. He's like, "All right, I got to, I got to take you out." Because he said, "Like sometimes you got to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And if that devil had just done what I told you, told him to do, you wouldn't have had to. You wouldn't where, have had to shoot him in the face." Where have we heard this before? This all, <laughs> this, this all sounds very familiar. Well, uh, uh, you, people, if you just complied, Jason, yeah. then you don't get shot in the face. He shot first. Like he mm. shot first. What? Yeah. Anyway, Basri's like. Hey, F the police. And so he shoots this man in the face <laughs> uh, and, and heads back home to Jenny uh, because he's like, hey, Jenny, it's crazy out there. I punched a white man. I know. I love, I love, I love that line between them. He's like, ah, yeah, I punched another white man. Like, She's no. like, again? Hilarious. Really? Like, God dang it. Did you at least get the money? No, I didn't get the money either. Um, She's like, well, I and, wish you and had. Jenny's out. He, are y'all spending his money? It's like, oh, yeah, just, well, that's a problem because I just bought this piano on credit. Yeah, I went, I went to cons and got some appliances. Uh, <laughs> you know, really hoping you would come home with the money. He's like, I guess I got to get back out there with the mule. I guess you got to get out there with the mule. Mm-hmm. And so he does. He's out there tilling the land again, trying to make magic happen, and he just can't get it going until eventually, um, he's 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 ran up on by Cheryl Lynn, who does not look happy to see him. But he almost looks like relieved, like, Bass, I've been looking for you. And yeah, I'm not happy that you punched me in the face, but I got some marching orders for you. you uh, I, lo- I love mm-hmm. when when uh, Lynn is coming and Bass like, oh, get the kids in the house. Yeah, <laughs> so, going in the so house. shit's about to go down. I'm about to punch another white man. And, 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 so, uh, and Lynn brought back up, like, in case, case Bass yeah, can punch you again. He brought his posse. And so, um, yeah. Bass is the most earnest man this uh this deputy has ever met. And he says, um, I took your earnestness to the judge, Judge Parker, who already speaks highly of Bass Reeves. And he says, yeah, he wants you to be a marshal. Now, can you handle the weight of the badge? So Bass went from F the police to I'm the police. It's me. It, mm-hmm. the, the call is coming from inside the house. Um, Yeah, this is it. Lawman Bass Reeves, he did it. He's a U.S. Marshal. The end. End the show. Yeah, I think I think Bass thinks that he can bring some sort of real justice to to the deputy to, to the deputy badge to the to the department, uh, but I think he'll probably find it a lot harder than than he thinks it is. You mean to tell me just becoming the police will not change the entire makeup of the police? 
shocking right we're gonna yeah. fix it from within yeah okay fix it from within that's what they Go say ahead. be a part of the change you want to see uh so bass reset god is it, god has given him the task of you know making sure that justice is served and i guess bass Reese gets to decide what that looks like yeah, I mean, listen, he, uh, you know, the legend of Bass Reeves is, is many. He's, he's, uh, I think he like arrested like over 3,000 men or something like that, was, is the legend of Bass Reeves. So I guess he's going to do a good job at it. Uh, whatever pitfalls he comes upon during that, we, we will see or we won't see. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a show. It was, it was a full story. We, you know, it was. It was. I mean, it gave us a beginning, a middle, and an end. Both the episodes were cohesive, and it led us to the what happens next, right? So we know there's eight episodes in the season. They're going to be dropping them weekly uh, after they drop these. Obviously, they've already dropped these first two, but then they're going to start doing weekly drops after this for uh, six more weeks. And then uh, that'll be the end of season one of The Lawman Bass Reeves. Now, uh, originally, this was supposed to be a spinoff of Yellowstone. Um, I don't know if they ever plan on making that happen later on and maybe increasing this universe, but right now yeah. it seems like it's a standalone for at least one season yeah it's kind of a it was supposed to be a spinoff of a spinoff because the yellowstone you know initially spun off to i think it's called 1883 so i think mm -hmm. this was supposed to be a companion piece to that uh, but they nixed that idea so it's not officially connected anymore but i do believe that this is like an anthology series like lawman bass reeves will be the first season and then the next season will cover a different lawman I think is oh. the plan for this show. So I think we're only getting this this Bass Reeve story. We're going to get it probably in its totality in this eight eight episodes. So that's okay. interesting. Okay. Well, if they switch to a lawman who's not black, we won't be here for that because yeah. this is the connect, and uh, this, we we have a very specific focus here. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This could be the end of the road, but it could not be. And so we will leave that up to the listeners of The Connect. If you want more coverage of the Lawman Bass Reeves, it's only eight episodes, then uh, let us know. Uh, send us some five-star reviews. I say five-star reviews only because otherwise we won't see them. Uh, leave us some comments on the YouTube channel and uh, that's Post Show Recaps on YouTube.com. Uh, if you go there and you'll find The Connect playlist and if you see this, or you come across this content, of course, leave us a review and say I need more of this content. If not, we can move on, but we still need those five-star ratings and reviews because that's how we get the podcast out to other people, and that's how we'll know what you want us to talk about. So if you have any suggestions, any recommendations, let us know. Uh, go to um, connect at Post Show Recaps. You know, you can email us that, uh, or like I said, leave us five-star reviews wherever you get your podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify, so that works as well. Um, you can uh, send us tweets at Post Show Recaps on Twitter uh, and keep us posted with what you want to hear us talk about here on The Connect uh, but until we get a definitive answer about that, we uh, will definitely have to have you back on soon to talk about something else, Jason, because this was a blast. Yeah, it's such a fun time. Uh, you know, I've been waiting for for a Chappelle Jason uh, solo meetup project. So we're, we're here. We yeah. did it. Uh, hopefully we can we can find other stuff to connect to uh, connect on. There um, you go. So, yeah, I had I had a blast with you, Chappelle, as always, uh, per usual. Yeah, and tell Jason, I know you gave your, your resume at the beginning of the podcast, but tell people where they can find you right now. Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me at J-A-Y-R-1085. As far as podcasts, there is a perfect match where we cover Amanda First Sight. I do that with Asia Welch. And over here on Postal Recaps, I'm covering Invincible with Gia Worthy, Loki with Sasha Joseph, Gilded Age with Marissa Garza. Um, so you can find me on all those things. Recently, I was on the 90 Day Fiance podcast with Puya over on the RHAP feed. So doing a lot, if you want to find me, it's pretty easy. 
Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Tweeting out the links to all the stuff I'm talking about. Suitspodcast.com. We're still doing daily suits coverage. Uh, just did some Big Brother coverage as we wrap up season 25 of that. Uh, you can find me here on Post Show Recaps talking about The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead as it begins to wrap up. I'll be covering that. Mari and I are uh, still talking about um, rap shit. It just dropped, and so we're dropping episodes of rap shit on Max very soon. Uh, so check that out on the Connect on Post Show Recaps playlist on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcast uh and then sasha and i are covering below deck every wednesday we've been going live we'll take a couple wednesdays off though because we've been traveling but we're back now to record and drop some below deck mediterranean coverage for you on rob has a podcast so of course follow me on twitter at chappelle's underscore to keep up with all of that and then of course subscribe to post show recaps or the connect on post show recaps wherever you get your podcast until next time again let us know what you want us to talk about and we will try to deliver that for you but for jason and for me chappelle uh, we will talk to y'all later peace Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.